Welcome to Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey. I'm Jeff. I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about abandoned places. We've mentioned it a few times before. And now we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the whole culture and of abandoned places, right. I guess. Yeah. Also known as urbexing. Urbexing. Urban exploring in, that's what, in Germany. That's what the kids say. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. And as always, uh, our whiskey is provided by MyGermany.com. Do you have the taste for Germany? But yes, you I do. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, but you live thousands of miles away? Oh, I don't. Oh, okay. But if you do, you do not have to worry because oh. MyGermany.com can help bring German products to your home no matter where you live in the world. Perfect. Could be anywhere. So you don't have to give up on owning a cuckoo clock oh, uh, from the God. Black Forest. Good stuff. Or on a pair of lederhosen. Oof. Just because the German shop won't deliver to your country, that doesn't matter anymore because MyGermany.com can help no matter where you live and what product you want. Uh, take a look at MyGermany.com and get 10% off your first shipment with our discount code WHISKY2020. And now, Alex, here we are. Here we are. We're back. And this is episode 2-0. 20. We made it. Wow. Yeah. Now we're done. And 20 in podcast terms is a long time. considering it? Yeah. You, know, you know, there's like four per month. So yeah, true. five months, maybe five months. February, March, April, May. Now we're in June. It's our fifth month. Holy. Almost half a year we've been doing this. Crikey. I've been looking at your face for half a year. Jesus. Well, actually, no. Uh, half of that time we were... Actually, still, no. It's still through Skype. We're like, oh, I was looking at your face through the computer. Digital face. Okay. Digital face. Nice. So not your literal face if you want to get uh, philosophical about it. Yes, but uh, everybody, welcome back. We hope you are well um, and uh, social distancing and um, yeah, yeah. You know, keeping it real. Keeping it real. We're trying to keep it real over here. Before we get started, I'm going to ask uh, if you like our podcast to please give us a five-star rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please do. And of course, uh, as you may know, we have a new website. It is uh, www.agdwpodcast.com. Yeah, we're super excited about it. We I spent on Monday, Jeff and I worked five or six hours on this website trying to make sure it looked perfect and that wasn't even from scratch that was us just like fine-tuning yeah before it was uh released right because yeah, yeah. we already had the foundation uh yeah so um we're really excited it's released we're gonna have our episodes on there and also the whiskeys we've drank with a picture and a little and our verdict and the rankings we gave that whiskey right and what we'll do now from now on is the day an episode's released we will put out the whiskey a week before mm. so you can drink with us so on release day you can have the same whiskey that we're drinking yeah, which is which is so when we say cheers. You can cheers with us, which is kind of exciting. I think. Yeah, that's right. It's like a, interactivity, a party. Yeah, yeah. And the website will have lots of more information coming up. There'll be an about page about us. Yeah, we'll even have some special mini episodes. We'll talk about those later. Anyways, yes, check it out and um, you know subscribe with whomever you subscribe to your podcast. Yeah, and, please do. Uh, throw us some uh, some stars on the ratings there if you can. Love them stars. Yes. Yes. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to a few people. Jeff would also like to do a shout out. Uh, I want to shout out to Roxanne from New York. She actually messaged us a good two hours ago before recording. Good timing. Yeah, really cool timing. And um, yeah, she's, she's from New York and she wants to move to Berlin. And so she asked, asked us some questions relating to the move. And a lot of her questions will actually be answered, not in this episode, because it'd be interesting if she asked about urban exploration. But about other things, that, that would be further good episodes. Yeah. It would be ridiculous timing. So shout out to Roxanne. Thanks for messing with Roxanne. And uh, hope you keep listening. And uh, your answers will be answered 
in a more full-fledged form in the next coming weeks yeah. yes and also um want to say a shout out to um it's uh, katie or caddy katie I think it's Katie. Katie. She messaged us the other day and was saying very uh, nice things about the podcast. Apparently, she has a daughter who has uh, uh, been studying in Germany for yeah. the past couple of years. Um, so she and her kind of have fun uh, talking about uh, the things we bring up on the uh, the podcast because, of course, her daughter uh, experiences these things. And apparently, she's having a, a great time in Germany. Uh, so uh, thanks, thanks for listening and thanks for the message. Yeah, absolutely. And then one more to uh, Cameron, who's from California, another American. Uh, like you, Jeff. Yes. Not just American, California, you know. Can't remember where he's from. I think it was Southern California, but don't recall. I'll take a look. I'll, I'll take a look, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he just messaged us telling us how we enjoyed the podcast. And he actually wants to now go to the Stork uh, Distillery, which is somewhere that we actually want to go to as well soon. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully someday we will have an episode about the Stork Distillery and uh, check out their fine selections of whiskeys. Uh, yeah, because I still I still dream, like we had some Stork the other day. I, I still dream about that Stork. It's such a good whiskey. So good. So yeah, actually going to the distillery would be like going to Disneyland. It would be Absolutely. super fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jeff, so general, how are you doing since last week, since we recorded? You okay? Yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah, uh, actually we were thinking just before. I couldn't remember uh, what had happened on the weekend. So it was a pretty slow weekend. Uh, slow week too then, huh? Yeah. It was one of those days where you just it was like cloudy and we just kind of didn't want to do nothing, you know? So we just hung around, played some video games. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, we started a little da- uh, online dance class, uh, swing swing dance. Did that for a little That's bit. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Are you good at it? Uh, well, I had taken a real like in-person swing class a couple years ago with a friend of mine. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but, but I've forgotten a lot of it. Yeah. So it was almost as if doing it all over. Or I mean, it was al- sorry. It was almost as if I... Uh, had never done it because okay so you, you know it's like you're s- fresh slowly you're like oh right okay and this feels oh okay i remember this and yeah um so we did that uh what were you up to actually we uh we hung out on the weekend yeah we hung out on saturday we went to um well kind of an inspiration for this episode we talked about it before but uh, we visited another abandoned place uh, on saturday and that was an abandoned um public swimming pool that schwimmhalle schwimmhalle of no. deutsch and uh, it wasn't that big, but it was pretty cool to look at. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, especially when you go into the the belly of the beast, you know, like underground, and you see like all the the water pumps and the you know the heating elements and the sauna and the yeah, that was cool. And I, I always like for some reason when, when I go to abandoned places, I, I like looking at the bathrooms. And that was yeah. one of the few places where, like the toilets were actually still intact and not smashed. Yeah, people love to smash toilets. So. Yeah, I haven't smashed. I, I yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that's a good way to, to segue. Yeah, I mean there is a huge um, urbexing, uh, urban exploration, exploring band, abandoned building culture, whatever you want to call it, in Berlin and uh, Germany at large as well. I mean, um, um, but before we start, I mean we should probably say a little disclosure here. Uh, we don't condone breaking the law. We don't condone uh, trespassing or uh, breaking and entering. So. Yes. Um, Anything you do, uh, you do at your own risk. That's your decision. Yes. You're so. not influenced by us. No. But what we, what we do condone is drinking delicious whiskeys. We do that. So uh, please, please uh, do that as much as you want. That's that's fine. We hope you're doing it right now. Yeah, we will be. And what we're drinking right now is... Wow, a, you know what? What? You caught me because uh, I almost moved on without the... I forgot about the whiskey. I know you did. Oh, man. It's not Americans in Germany talking bullshit. It's Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. Yeah, sorry. Okay. And also talking bullshit. Yes, we have whiskey. What do we have? Uh, today, it's a German whiskey. Uh, Jeff found this one. And we're not sure how it's pronounced. But that's usually the case anyways. 
So yeah, we're used to that. The problem is, is there a why, there's a Y in this name, and Ys are not that common in the German language. They're uh, not. I, I always get really confused when they show up. So so this is Slurs. I think it's called S L Y R S. It's a single malt whiskey. And that's it. Yeah, German whiskey. A German whiskey. That's it's so funny. You, you usually say, like, "Oh, it's a Scotch or it's an Irish," but it's just a. This is a German. It's a German single malt. Single malt. Let's see what we got. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Right. Yeah, I like it. The um, the cork is actually real wood. Yeah, it's beautiful. That, that's that's nice. And actually, the the bottle itself has a lot of um, uh, details on it in the glass, like embossed glass and embossed logo in the glass. Like it's 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 a, it's, oh. it's a sexy bottle. That was a I think that hefty pour. That would be your pour. Uh, I'll do with this one. Thank you. All right. Sweet yourself. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Cheers. Cheers. So nice. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. It's actually like, really mild. Very mild. It kind of tastes like an Irish. If I didn't know any better, I would say it's probably an Irish whiskey. Yeah. And don't take this the wrong way, any Slurs fans. There's not a whole lot going on. Do, no. do you agree? It's yeah, it's not um, not very complex. So no, to speak. There, there's not a huge flavor that smacks you in the face. It's um, hmm. but it's nice. It's very nice. It's very smooth. Um, a very slight burn. Yep. But yeah, not. Uh, but it's easy to drink in the sense that there's really not much going on. Like, we'll have to wait to the end and decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm going to keep sipping it, but so far, I like it. Yeah. First first impressions are um, are, are what we just Did said. Did it say we're, uh, who, who makes it? Um, you know, it's, it's, no. I don't know. Slur. Yeah, is, there, is the writing in, in German or English? Oh, it's, it's from Bavaria, actually. So it's uh, oh, oh. from southern Germany. Oh, great. Slurs Distillery in Bayerische Bayerischzellerstrasse 13. Oh, so if you want to go uh, say hi, that's their physical address. That, that's where that's the end. That's literally where it's distilled. I know none of you care, but and, that, now you know. From what I remember, it, it's only a, th- a three or a six year uh, whiskey. You know, most of the whiskeys we have are a 10, a 12, 15 year. Uh, oh, this okay. is a younger whiskey, you know, and that, so that could be why the flavor is not as strong. Cause it's, it's in its adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. So it's only, I think, I can't remember exactly. It's a three or six. So, uh, but that could be why it's not uh, so powerful. Yeah. So, this whiskey is still yelling at its parents that they don't understand him mm. because it's a teenager whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's enjoy okay. this. As again, uh, I forgot. Uh, let's go back to where I was. Yeah. So where we were was, uh, yeah, we're not abandoned buildings, abandoned buildings and places. And um, again, we do not condone this behavior. It's at your own risk. But it's also really fun. Yeah. And <laughs> please, please make sure if for some reason on your own accord, you decided to go to an abandoned building to do your research and make sure it actually is abandoned. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to be uh, surprising somebody and have the police call on you. So uh, exactly. So yeah, let's dive into it. Um, generally, Berlin has a lot of, a lot of history, obviously, and abandoned places due to the reunification of the East and the West. So especially in the East, you know, a lot of jobs were um, displaced and a lot of factories closed down, whatever. So um, around East Germany, or especially East Berlin, you find a lot of really cool abandoned places. Yeah, you know, and, and the East and West Berlin uh, and East and West Germany caused a lot of redundant buildings. You know, you had right. maybe uh, the zoo of East 
Germany and a zoo of West Germany. And when they when they reopened, okay, they didn't need to exactly. You know, yeah. So one closed down, or um, yeah, a Schwimmhalle, which was in a very popular area when it was in East Germany, but after reunification, that area is not popular anymore, uh, and they have to close due to dwindling visitors. Uh, you know, visitors. So. And and also a lot of them are even. Um just closed they closed down because of just terrible poor city planning yeah that as well you know? yeah so um yeah we're gonna explore all this and um oh and yeah. another thing to mention would be um you know because of the history of berlin in the past hundred years there's been a large military presence whether it was the german army the russian army the true, american army true so you have a lot of abandoned military barracks yep. uh, bunkers from world war ii uh just things that you know were essential at one point but you know, at some point the uh, the Russians leave or the Soviets leave, and so what do they leave behind? Uh, lots of abandoned buildings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you are interested in this, there are a lot of websites. I'm not going to name them right now, but you can do your own research, and yeah. it's not going to be difficult with a simple Google search. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Around Berlin, there's a lot of websites where you can find um, a whole thing about abandoned buildings, and a lot of them will tell you where it is, how to get in, and the risk factors, because there's always, no matter what you do, where you go, is always going to be some kind of um, risk factor. Absolutely. And risk factors come in kind of two forms. There's the risk yeah. factor of, okay, these are, are literally abandoned buildings that are falling apart. Yes. Um, so risk to your uh, health, but also risk factors in the sense of, of getting into some of these buildings, because some of these buildings are in pretty active residential areas. Yes. And there is the risk of um, a nosy German neighbor calling the police on you or just the police in general um, driving by and seeing you climbing in. So that's another risk as well, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, you, you know. Or, or even uh, some of these abandoned, some abandoned places, um, they uh, have hired security guards because, you know, the so many people have come because they've learned learned about the location through websites and stuff and they got annoyed. Right. So, uh, so there so, are things to, to, to think about. 100%. And, you know, always do your research. Make sure it's abandoned. Make sure you know, you know, how to get in, what the risks are. Maybe scout it out a day before if you want to, if you've never been there before. Yeah. Look, um, look on Google, uh, you know, Google Maps. You can see the air, the, the layout and see um, true. how far it is from the, the nearest road. That, you know, what's the best path to get there. And, yeah, I would say always bring a pair of old shoes, preferably with thick soles because you will be walking on a lot of glass. Yes, and who knows what else is in those <laughs> thick bushes that haven't been cut. In, in exactly. Yeah. Uh, a flashlight's always recommended. Um, beer, camera. Right. It's a summer day. Bug spray, some friends. Yeah, not too many friends, but some friends. Yeah, I would suggest keeping the group smaller. The bigger the group, the group is, the um, the more you stand out. Yeah. Especially some of these abandoned buildings we go to are in little villages. And when suddenly there's this big group, uh, especially speaking English, uh, you draw attention. So. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, as Jeff knows, as all of you listeners know, if you've been keeping up with all the episodes, bring, if you're biking, bring a tire patch kit. Bring a tire patch kit. And know how to use it. Bring a little pump. Yeah, and know how to use it because yeah. it's happened to us. You were in the, been in the middle of nowhere and uh, a tire pops and you're like, okay, now I have an hour walk to the nearest train station. So have a, have a kit that you know works. Uh, and I think my favorite and most important tip is uh, to be respectful to the locations. So, you know, a lot of them are already destroyed by other people, but don't be those people. Try like I like to say, you know, leave a leave a place the way you, you came to it, you know? Mm. Um, so if you bring trash, bring it back with you. Bring some trash bags with you. Bring your beer bottles with you. Don't remove items. Don't uh, remove items. No, don't destroy things. Don't steal things. Uh, and don't break and enter. 
Yeah, again, uh, which is contradictory. Like, uh, us, well, us personally, the abandoned buildings that we go to, we only go to places where there is already an opening, you know, like we, we are not physically forcing open windows or doors. We are not the ones breaking. Somebody's already done this and the, the place is already wide open. Um, we don't condone actual destruction. Right. Know? Yeah. hundred percent. Because these, these places, it's a, it's a shame when you see these beautiful old, um, old buildings with history and then, you know, people destroy them. The graffiti there is amazing. I like the graffiti because a lot of, you find a lot of really cool street art. Beautiful art in some of these places, yeah. uh, you know. And then, of, of course, um, one of the reasons to, I mean, not steal anything is, of course, stealing. But also because, um, you know, it's it's so exciting when you go to an abandoned place and you can still see how it was once used. You can see, yes. like, the human element, you know what I mean? There's, there's still the desks and the typewriter and the posters on the wall. And when you remove things and just, and destroy them, that ruins it for future kind of, you know, urban explorers that are coming along. It strips the room and then suddenly all it is is an old falling apart room. Exactly. And, and you can't set, feel the history anymore, you know. So Yeah, I, I've been to a few places where, you know, you're an abandoned whatever it is. It could be a hospital, it could be whatever. And you're excited to see, you know, how was this a hospital back in the day? And you go then you see, you know, Maybe some old um, some tables, some old chairs, some old posters, whatever. And other times you go to other places and there's nothing, and then just you're, now you're just in an old building, which which can still be really cool, of course. Yeah, but, but I, I, I like just to shell. Human, yeah. yeah, to shell. The human element for me is super interesting. Yeah, and actually that's that's a good segue. Uh, you know, we can talk about because maybe some people to us this is obvious, right? But to some people they're probably like, why why do you go to abandoned? But why why would that be fun? Like, What's well, the interest in yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> me personally is I, so the first time I ever went was, um, in my first year in Berlin and a friend of my girlfriend's, um, he's like, Hey, I'm not working today. I didn't have a job at that point. He's like, you want to do something? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, I have two days planned. And he named both the things and he's like, pick one. And I was like, I want this one. He's like, all right. I was like, what are we doing? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. Mm. All right, this sounds cool. Very yeah, nice. So that day we went to two abandoned places. One of them was, um, it's called Spree Park. And it's probably the most famous abandoned place in Berlin. It's impossible to break in now because um, the security is way higher. And uh, it's just, it's impossible now. And they, they, they give tours though, which is really nice. So we, we went there and um, yeah, it's a whole theme park. It was a big theme park in uh, East Germany. People from around the area would always come, but then it shut down for some crazy drug-related reasons. I think you know more about it, so I'll leave that to you, correct? Again, uh, this is just based off of what I remember uh, about the story, but the the guy who owned Shree Park, you know, it's a little, a little bit shady. Yeah. And at some point, he was uh, selling one of his rides to somewhere in South uh, America, Brazil, Argentina, what, what have you, you know? And he, you know... Uh, decided to put some blocks of cocaine into into the uh, pipes pipes <laughs> of this roller coaster, whatever ride he was selling. It's a very Berlin, yeah. uh, very Berlin, yeah, and he, and he got, very Berlin theme park. He got taken down, uh, yeah, basically because of uh, drug smuggling, and that's why it closed. But I, th I think the reason he started getting into that is because um, East and West Germany reunified. Uh, they were seeing a lot less traffic, and also there was there's just a problem where they like they had very limited parking, and yeah, it's a really weird location too. Yeah. If, if you ever go, you can ride your bike by it when you come to Berlin. And it's like right near the water, around beautiful um, bike path, but it doesn't seem like a really good spot for a theme because most theme parks are like huge plots of land, and this place is not very big. 
Yeah, and, and again, around it, it's, it's a wooded area, so there's really yeah. nowhere to park, get to park far away. And so it was just, they just lost visitors, you know. But it, it's beautiful. If you, if you go to this part of Berlin, off in the distance, you just see this huge rusting Ferris wheel sticking out yes. of, sticking above the, the forest. Uh, and when it's a little bit windy, it moves and you hear a little... And it's super eerie, especially on a, on a nice cloudy day. Yeah, and you've for sure seen this, uh, this amusement park on several films. There's a movie called um, Hannah, which is really cool. It's an English language film, but takes place mostly in Germany. Oh, cool. And the, the finale takes place in Spree Park. Uh, super cool. Yeah, my girlfriend used to go when she was a kid. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my first time doing it. And I was like, wow, this is really um, fun. I'm also, you know, I'm into photography. Back then I wasn't. But that kind of sparked it a bit. You know, my old little crappy camera phone, my old little 2013 camera phone, probably mm. older than that. And I took like some amazing photos of these super eerie areas. I was like, this is super, super fun. And then um, I just got hooked to it. So then I started doing a bunch of research. Where can I go? Where else can I go? What else can I do? And you're kind of just like, it becomes just like a, like another hobby of finding places and figuring out the best spots of how to get in and like, what's the risk factor because sometimes the more risky ones can be a little fun because there's always an adrenaline rush when you're there yeah you know you might hear something in the woods like what's that who's that who's there you never know what's going to happen yeah. you never know what's going to happen um every time i've ever gone anywhere i've been to a bunch it's always been safe never had a problem but you still always have in the back of your head like maybe the police are coming or maybe bigfoot's here who knows i don't know some guy on crank you know like uh flipping out uh you know because that's that's his house or you know you never know what happens i, I was actually at an abandoned ice factory and there was a homeless man there oh and, the ice fabric uh yeah the spree, yeah and it was, yeah there was a uh, homeless man there and um super nice guy and he said yeah welcome in if you would like to please just like give a 20 cents give a euro and my thing because i live here yeah and like it's fine if you go walk through but i appreciate it's like a little bit of a little think, bit of tip, and I was I like, think "That's I remember that kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, unfortunately, that place is inaccessible now. They uh, oh, is it? They buttoned that thing up tight with yeah. they bricked it and welded it shut. So, uh, and that's a shame too, because like a lot of these places are open, for, not open, but easily accessible for a while, and then people come, they destroy it, police get called, or they burn it on fire, and it's a lot harder to get in. And that's yeah. that's a shame. It's the it's the double edged sword of uh, some of these websites. And again, I'm not going to name the website, but my one of my favorite website it's a really cool website the, the guy yeah. the guy puts a lot of research and effort into this website but it's a double-edged sword because it does bring more traffic to these places and right. some of the people that go are not respectful and um and also just the more people that go to these sites and the more calls the police get eventually they go okay and then they they, they really button the place up or they put more security on the areas i mean i've i've had some places because i've been here in berlin nine years i've had a few places i visited the first two or three years i was here then I went back, you know, recently, and the place is now inaccessible or um, doesn't exist anymore. Or luxury apartments. Or luxury apartments. <laughs> or just the, just even in a few years, the condition of the place has gotten to the point where it's not even fun going in anymore because people, yeah. people have just, just broken everything for no reason, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, but why do you... So, yeah, so me, the reason I really find it interesting is walking in the shoes of someone from 100... 50 whatever years ago Absolutely. seen the history yeah. uh, the photography aspect of it because you can get photos there that you can't get you know anywhere else mm. and um, and the adrenaline rush you get when you do it and it's just the feeling of like I'm going on an adventure today you know yeah. I got my backpack and my flashlight you know like I'm 
it's gonna be an adventure you're outside you're yeah. outside yeah so yeah. What, what, what's your like biggest motivation same I mean, thing i mean similar things but also like i'm a history junkie like i, lo- I love history True, yeah. european history as well and also um world war ii uh, i'm a big history world war ii buff i, I love researching you know what did the what were these buildings initially used for, and why did they close down? That like right. I always find that story interesting to me. I'm kind of weird when I'm when I'm out and about in town. If I see something that's closed or used to be something, I'm always kind of I wonder what that was for, or you know, right? You, yeah, you, you see like a doorway in the U-Bahn that now is obviously closed, not used anymore, and you're like, oh, okay, that was used back in the day when there used to be this other subway line that doesn't exist anymore, or whatever. Um, so I love the history aspect of it, and. Um, and also there's kind of the aspect of, especially with the hospital for a good example, in normal life, you're never allowed to just go to a hospital and roam around, right? And this gives you that opportunity to, to literally walk through a morgue because normally nobody's going to let me into a morgue. What does a morgue look like? That's true, yeah. And you know, <clears throat> and walk through uh, yeah, a medical classroom because, I, you know, I didn't go to medical school. I don't know what that looks like. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and, and again, just like we said about the Bannon uh, Swimming Center, you're seeing areas that in normal life you wouldn't be allowed to go into, you know, in the the piping, heating area. Even though it's, it sounds boring, but you go down there and you're like, wow, I had no idea this was, the, was this was there, you know. True. And just the fact, I normally would never be allowed to be down here. Um, it's kind of just nice to explore areas that are just off limits in normal life, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I never really thought about that aspect of it. Of uh, of this, usually I can't be here, but now I am. So that's super super cool. There is an abandoned uh, embassy in Berlin. It's an old Iraqi embassy. Yeah, I've been there as well. In normal, normal life, you could go to an embassy if you have an appointment and you have a thing, but you have to just sit in the waiting room. That's it. But when you go to an abandoned embassy, you can go in any room you want and like, ooh, <laughs> what was down here? And ooh, what's down this hallway? You know, uh, it's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, to- uh, yeah, I totally agree. It, the, the whole thing is like, it's, it's always, always an adventure, no yeah. matter what. Because sometimes you go and the place is boring. And you're like, yeah, whatever still fun but sometimes you go to a place and you don't realize how enormous it is you know um like for example there's this children's hospital i went to once i thought it was one building and it wound up being four buildings and as i was there i looked i looked up the history of it and i saw what each building was used for so back then they had their own farm and so they gave the kids fresh milk from the cows every day, you know? Mm. So it's like, oh, cool. So I'm, I'm thinking like back then, all right, now I'm in this little hospital room here and I can see the farm over there and you, and you kind of put yourself back into, you know, how it might have been back then. It was like 1930s or 40s or something like that, like super old. And um, it, it's, just, it's just bizarre to see. Yeah. Or we went to, uh, a few weekends ago, um, to the military base. We could have been there for a week. And not seen everything. Yeah, we saw 10% less of it. And we were there for, you know, three, four hours. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a huge, huge complex. I mean. Side note, when we were there, our buddy, um, we're walking around. Our buddy's like, hey, guys, uh, I lost my wallet. And, and like <laughs> and, I said. And at this point, we had been exploring through God knows how many buildings over across God knows how, how much hours. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like if you go on a hike in the woods yeah, all day and at the end of it, somebody's like, oh, I lost my wallet at some point in this hike in the woods, you know? Yeah. Right. So we had to go back and, um, yeah, keep searching for his wallet. It was you, Mishael. Our, our friend Childish found it just sitting in one of the paths. But in again, a path. By, yeah, we definitely got lucky. Um, so what's your, what are your favorite places that, you, that you've been to? I think one of the coolest I've been to is about north... East of Berlin is a um, is the abandoned German naval headquarters, right? So when the bombing got too intense in Berlin, they had to move the naval headquarters outside of Berlin during the Second World War. During, during the Second World yeah. War, yeah. 
And um, and this was the the naval command that was doing all the communication with um, all the uh, U-boats out in the Atlantic. You know, Ooh. yeah. Um, and, um, and first of all, beautiful bike ride out there. You do take like a train, and then you you bike ride for half an hour. It's gorgeous, typical you know German countryside. You know how it looks. Yeah. Um, and then you got in the middle of the forest, and and there's a huge above ground bunker which the Germans destroyed, so the Soviet army that was coming up couldn't use it, but. In the middle of this field, we found this hatch, literally this like manhole cover size hatch, opened it up, ooh, a ladder, you know, you, you climb down five meters down, and then you go a little further down, and there was a two or three level bunker in there with about 50 different rooms. And I'm assuming it was pitch black. Oh, yeah, well, of course, we were equipped with like plenty of flashlights oh, and stuff. That still sounds absolutely terrifying. Yeah, but it was, no, it was, um, it was amazing because... Uh, it was a yeah the naval headquarter uh, a bunker for the Germans, but of course afterwards Soviets repurposed everything. So you have some German writing in places, and then you have the Cyrillic uh, Russian writing, you know, in other ah, places. Ah, cool. Uh, um, really cool place. Um, yeah, that was that was my I think one of the fav- my favorite places to go to. Okay. Um, just because it's steeped in history and just like I mean I love I love bunkers, you know, especially when you don't have to take a proper tour, you can just enter yourself and do whatever you want. Um, Side note, went back a few years later. Hatch, hatch was locked with a little ah. note saying, oh, if you want a tour, pay pay this much money. So, Yeah, it seems that um, obviously Berlin knows that urbexing is a big thing. And it seems like a lot of these places, if they notice a lot of people are breaking in, are now, if they're privately owned, uh, putting making tours for them to make some money on it, yeah. which is smart and it makes sense. Like, There's one, there's one called Teufelsburg, which is, um, it was like the old... Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. The old American CIA station. Yeah, they were they were they were listening to to Soviet communications from there. Yeah. Right, and there is now like you have to go. You pay five euros and you you can you can explore it yourself. And it's I highly recommend going. It's really really cool. But I also heard now you can't go inside the buildings anymore. But hopefully they'll change that. Yeah, last summer I went with my dad, and um, they're still charging the five euro entrance fee. But then they said, oh, by the way, almost all the buildings you can't enter because. Um, the uh, the fire department said it's not safe. We, you know, there's not enough exits, so we have to rectify that. Blah blah blah. So, Ugh. so at the time, we couldn't really go in there at all. Um, and um, yeah, I 100 percent recommend it. Also, if you can do a tour of Spree Park, I recommend that as well. Uh, when, when when I went there, it was not an official tour. When I allegedly went there, I'll say <laughs> it was not an official tour. And uh, yeah, I was walking through my buddy, and like the place is you know it's decently sized. We're walking through, going through all the little rides, walking on the roller coaster things. Um, and then as, as we're walking out, my buddy is like, oh, stop. And we jump back. He's like, a guard's coming in, a guard's coming in. It's like, oh, shit, like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, well, let's just walk out then. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean walk out? The guard's there. He's like, yeah, he's coming in. We're going out. What's he going to do? Keep us in? Yeah, his job is to keep people out. So if you're leaving, what can yeah. he do? So we're like, okay. So we just walked by him, looked at him, said like, danke. And then he kind of looked at us like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what do they do? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it worked, it worked out nicely. Nice. And, and and I also heard like, I've only ran, that was the only time I've ever ran into security, but I've heard stories of people running into them and usually they just say like, get out or please delete, your, delete the photos you took and get out. Yeah. I mean, it depends like, cause there's, there's, there's some urbexers that go to abandoned kind of power stations and stuff like that. The security there are much more, uh, aggressive. It depends, Which on, makes sense. depends on the kind of place you're going to, but yeah. yeah, I've had so many times where 
we've had to uh, like an abort and a mission, you know, because like, we've gone to certain places where the only entrance is off of a kind of busy residential yeah. street, and you know, the, and the and so you want to go in, and maybe there's a like a hole in the fence, but there's so many people around, it just feels weird just blatantly going in with everyone watching. So you're like sitting there <laughs> pretending to be on your phone, waiting for there to be like a gap in the people, and then it's like go 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 go, you know, uh, when people aren't looking. Uh, yeah, but it's also funny too. Like uh, last weekend at the um, at the uh, swimming pool, before before we went in, there was a bunch of like ten year old kids hanging out in there. Even younger, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. to be fair, if I lived in that neighborhood and I was a 10-year-old kid, I would be there every day. But Absolutely. that just shows how easy some of these places are to break into. Well, the level changes. That place was, I would call, a zero. zero to ten. Yeah. Because the fence was wide open. You just walked up the normal entrance to the you place. You didn't even have to touch the fence. It yeah. was so open. Yeah, yeah. The door was wide open to the actual, like, it required nothing. And then some places... You got to do some climbing through a, a broken open window yep. or um, got to crawl under there, whatever. Um, so it, it, it varies. And and again, some of them are more outside of town. So you got to maybe it's like an hour on a train. Yeah. Whereas some places, you know, it's right, right by. Um, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, there's lo- lo- lots of interesting stuff. Like in, I went to once to somewhere in the forest around Berlin and there's an abandoned Prussian palace there. Literally a palace just sitting there next to a little lake. In what? the middle of the forest, completely abandoned, nothing nearby. You didn't tell me that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, no, I think I mentioned it. Um, and uh, it had its own uh, bowling alley, this old wood bowling alley from 100 years ago. I think I told you about yeah. that. Uh, yes. I love bowling. Just uh, just super cool. It's just this beautiful... It's Some of these locations are like, why would you abandon this? You know, isn't there some royal family that still owns this somewhere? Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, Did you bring your bowl, your ball with you? If we go back, should I bring a bowling I, ball? I, when we went, I, we had, it was the biggest surprise ever. You know, there was the, the, the palace and then there was a long separate building, but up right next to it, you know, oh, what's that? So we, we climbed inside. Wait, is this a bowling out? Like we couldn't believe what? Like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, super cool. Yeah. There's, there used to be an abandoned bowling alley you could go to, but I think it's um, completely destroyed now. Oh, I, I went to one in Berlin. It might be the one you're talking about. Yeah. But it was so far gone and had such limited light. It, it was just a mess of like asbestos hanging from the ceiling and uh, and just water dripping down. And it was Oh, just- yeah. That, that's another point to uh, bring a mask as well. We're all used to masks now. So take the one you have and bring it with you because some of these places will have like this, um, that insulation hanging out everywhere, probably asbestos because the buildings are made, you know, in the early 1900s, late 1800s, whatever they might be. It might be. So, um, yeah, bring bring a mask as well, just in case. Yeah, if you go to these places, and we're telling you not to go to these places, do not trespass. Uh, but if you were to go to some of these places on your own accord... Allegedly. Just be smart, you know? Yeah, like, again, if you if you walk in a room and there's some weird, you know, foam-type stuff hanging from the ceiling, maybe step back out of that room, you know? Yeah. Oh, and also, a uh, big thing is uh, steps. Always test the steps first. And, f- like, and second and third floors, they, they kind of rot away sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so, like, usually if I'm on a second floor or third floor... I'll try to find a rock to throw or kind of like keep my weight on my back foot and kind of slam on my front foot to like see what happens to like, see how strong it is because uh, that's not where I want to die. This is not how your death should happen. Uh, no. Visiting an old building because and you were stupid. So just uh, be cautious, you know. Yeah. Like, and if, if I would say if anybody wants some maybe some more specifics on things, uh, send us a message. Happy to happy to answer. Uh, yeah, there's just, there's just, there's been so much history in this one spot in Berlin. It's gone through so much changes Yeah, that I feel like it probably has 
two or three times as many abandoned buildings as maybe other cities in uh, in Germany. Hundred percent. We, we could, could be pro- wrong. We could probably do a whole podcast talking about one place for every episode because oh, these sure. places have so much history and there's so much cool stuff about them. But we thought this time we'd just be a general, you know, info guide about this this kind of underground hidden culture in Berlin because it's something that we're me and Jeff are both super passionate about. And we hope that you guys listening are also like, oh, that sounds cool. Or like want to do it as well. And if you do, I'm happy to give more information because I think it's a great thing to do. Uh, I just want to give super specifics. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. and one of the reasons we're, we're not doing that is, again, we said it's kind of like a double-edged sword of the access to the information is great, but also brings too many people there. It destroys the locations and also gets locations buttoned up where you can't go to them anymore. Right. Um, so that's why we're not mentioning the websites, just because we don't want to be kind of a part of that. Of uh, But again, on your own accord, you'll be able to find this stuff pretty easy. It's really not hard if, you, um, if you're looking for abandoned places in Berlin. For example, the place you went to um, a few weeks ago was an abandoned pool, spa, water park type thing. Right. And I guess two years ago, it was brilliant, really amazing. And then someone lit a fire and the whole place was burned. Still cool to visit, but I guess like we probably missed, I think, 50% of what was there before because someone decided to go there and start a fire and kind of ruin it for everyone else. Yeah, two-thirds of the roof had collapsed. And uh, yeah, so if you look, you can see some pictures online how it used to look a few years ago. And I mean, it's still abandoned, I mean, a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, it shows how things can change quickly. So uh, yeah. And again, there's plenty of locations. And if you're not really into you know, uh, the danger or going out there. Uh, there's plenty of uh, cool historic locations in Berlin that you can take tours on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a bunch of places and even a bunch of abandoned places you can take tours of. So there's something there for everybody. If you're into, you know, doing something a little more on the legal gray zone, you can do that. And if you're into doing something on the not legal gray zone, so being very legal, you can do that as well and really, you know, learn about some of this really cool history by 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 being there yourself. Yeah, but you should ask yourself, if it, they have tours, is it really abandoned anymore? Mm. Oh, but a uh, good association to look up is the Berliner Unterwelten, the uh, Berlin Under- yes. Underworld Association. 100% recommended. Amazing people. They give a, just great tours of um, Cold War bunkers, World War II bunkers, just... Just a lot of bunkers. A lot of bunkers, but I mean, also you know other other locations and non bunkers. Yeah, just like, um, uh, but but they 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 literally took it from uh, of of themselves to uh, take over these locations, try to preserve them and um, make them access yeah know, ac- accessible to the public because for many years they're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And and those tours are super cool, like really 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 cool. So, uh, yeah, definitely recommend that. Yeah. Uh, go to Teufelsberg. You can also go there, pay like five bucks, five euros, and see the whole thing, we think, right now, which is really cool. And also, it's free park as well, also recommended. But it's um, tours only now. Tours only, but I really recommend doing a tour there as well if you want to do tours. And for the other places, are no tours. It's uh, it's on you. You got to risk it for that biscuit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, send us a message and maybe we'll give you a little something, something. Yeah. That's a good place to wrap it up, I believe. Yeah, so let's um, let's talk about this slur- Slurs Single Malt Whiskey Classic. Usually there's a lot more to say about a bottle, you know, but that, that's, that's it. Also, the bottle is beautiful. Um, Does the little card have any little information in there? What's the little card say? There's a little card on the neck of the bottle. Nope, says nothing. No, when you, op- when you open it up. Oh. Yeah, you open up a card. 
didn't know you could open it up. It says stuff, but it's also very dark in here. It says stuff. And let's see what it says. Let me get my little... Okay. It's all in German, and I'm not about to read that right now for everybody, because probably no one cares. I care. Oh. Yeah, I'll read it later. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we're drinking... To- <laughs> the slurs... Uh, the slurs, three to possibly six years. Um, <laughs> Single malt German whiskey but in a beautiful bottle. That kind of explains it, though, the taste, that it is quite young. So it hasn't soaken up uh, as much from the from the barrels that it's in, you know? It reminds me of the, what was that scotch that we had that we both thought was like good, but like it was like three episodes ago. Going to have to be more uh, descriptive oh than God. that. Oh, my God. We've had literally 20 scotches at this point, or 20 uh, whiskeys at this point. But the one I'm talking about could be one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a website that you can go to, Alex, and it'll tell you exactly which uh, whiskey we use. I am looking right now on agdwpodcast.com in our whiskey reviews, and it reminds me of the uh, Glenroths. Oh, Okay. A bit. Yeah, like it's nothing super strong. A, 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 a light Glenroth. There's a Glenroth. Gl- ooh, hello. Glenroth's light. Yeah. Yeah. A diet Glenroth's. Diet Glenroth's. This, Glenroth. this that that's a good. Uh, maybe a little smoother. Um, yeah. Um, I like it. I, I do like it. Um, and this is a relatively affordable whiskey, so that's uh, true. I, I think for the price, definitely acceptable. And the bottle looks great on a shelf. It has this, these gold lettering on the side, and it's like lasered into the bottle. Like when you put your fingers over it, you don't feel any any texture on it. It's like in the glass. It's really cool. Beautiful bottle. <coughs> bottle, I'd give a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Whiskey? The whiskey itself, mm, I'll give it a 6. Yeah, that's a 6. It's a 6. That's true. Okay, six out of ten for me as well. Yeah, it's solid. It's something. Um, it's something like if I came home from work, I want like a little easy, like an easy whiskey to drink. I'll drink this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not something I'm gonna like sit down like really and be like, whoa. No, but it's something. I, yeah, I would go to. I mean, we we've drank some whiskeys that um, they're gonna sit on my shelf and I'm never. They're never gonna be a go to whiskey. Right. But this, at some point, I could be like, yeah, this this is a slurge night. <laughs> it's a it's a slurge night. <laughs> You drink a lot, you're going to be slurring your words. I knew one of us was going to make that joke. I know, it's really point. bad. I, I, I didn't want to be the one to do it, but we're wrapping it up now, so yeah. I figured I would. Anyways, everybody, uh, <laughs> be safe. Good night, good luck. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Slur. Slur. I'll slur you. Slur. <laughs>